0: Hi, this is Batman, and you're listening to the Crusader Chronicles, read them all.
1: You're listening to Crusader Chronicles, episode 39, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 183 and X-Men number 112, from May 1978. Welcome to the 39th episode of Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, aka DJ Christatos. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will be journaling the comic book issues read chronologically by the release date from my comic book collection either in digital, in a trade, or from the many lawn boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and to have some fun along the way talking about them with my friends. Speaking about my friends... Let's give a big hello and welcome for the almost 39th time, maybe, I think. We'll say hi to Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. <phone rings> Here's the thing, Pat.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I just can't be tied to this one. You know, oh. I need to get out there, experience all the other podcasts, and just now is not the time to commit to the show. That's all I'm saying. It's just going to be a red letter day for me today. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to spring it on you like this, man.
1: Nah, I knew it was coming. You know, it's just it's the Christados luck I got. Just the way it happens. <laughs> you know, either you want to be on the podcast or you don't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Oh well, let's see who wants to be on the podcast, and we'll check in with Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrick. You want to be on this podcast? Oh, I do, I do. Good.
3: Big wheels keep on turning. Rocket oh, wheels keep on burning. Burn.
4: Rolling.
1: Rollin' my hair back.
3: Rolling, rolling down the river.
5: <laughs> on the river.
4: That's my shout out to Big Wheel.
1: Mm, cool. <laughs> Let me ask you, did, did you left a good job in the city?
4: Working for the man every night and day. And How I never left. did you lose? <laughs> not one minute. Not one minute of sleep.
1: Where about the way things might have been. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and say hello to Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How are you, Delvin? I
6: am doing pretty good. I am good. Hope you guys are comfortable sitting in your chairs. Don't try and talk. Don't don't do it. You, you might talk and just like gibberish is going to come out because i all have you wired up to chairs now. And don't worry, I got an electronic nanny to take care of you guys. So it, it'll be somewhat OK. So nanny hot. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a robot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hmm. yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, figured you I don't gotta know what, like don't you know what, you what to do, to do you, just, you just sit there you know like get swoon fed you don't have to talk i mean you could think it but you just can't say it I, I try to provide for you guys this is what i whatever fine Jeez,
2: but then we couldn't podcast i
4: was gonna say it's like podcasting with jared Nah. Nah. Nah.
2: Nah. I'm gonna experiment with other shows man, I can't just
4: try it, man. <laughs> 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 gotta do it Mary Jane's voice <laughs> <laughs> other
3: shows baby I'm a <laughs> free <dad>. spirit baby <laughs> Don't come cheap, baby.
2: Later on in the episode, we might have to have Jason read from the comic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we need to have the dramatic reading. The dramatic reading, that. might yeah, have that'll to have be it. awesome. That's a must. Right <laughs> Jason, now. we're
2: backing you into a corner. i will to pull it up right now. Uh, Marvel
1: Unlimited. We'll, we'll, uh, we may right have seat. to go into LBC Theater <laughs> and. Uh, reenact that part but oh i think before we get that let's go ahead and take a quick podcast promo break here and we will get started with the first comic for crusader chronicles 39 wow can you guys believe it 39
2: episodes we're gonna hit 40 40 shorty
1: (laughs) so be prepared for that we will be right back
0: 2011 the irredeemable shag and aqua rob kelly teamed up to create the fire and water podcast in 2016 they teamed up with ryan daly the franklins and siscoid to form the fire and water podcast network a network built on teaming up needs a show about team ups marvel team up yes the brave and the bold you know it marvel two in one it's clobbering time DC Comics presents... Of course.
1: Super-villain team-up?
0: Good idea. Youngblood X-Force? Mmm, technically. FW Team-Up, coming this summer, only from the Fire and Water Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode. And it's Amazing Spider-Man number 183. The credits for this issue are provided as always by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher was Marvel, got a cover date of August 1978, but its on sale date was Holy cow. I just realized this. It's May 9th, 1978. May 9th is my birthday. And my son's birthday. And your son's birthday, too, yes. Yeah. Wow. I just noticed that today, so I'm, wow. Woohoo! Happy birthday
3: to you! <laughs> oh, Pat, your
1: lucky day. <laughs> MJ, will you take this ring? <laughs>
3: i take it down to the pawn shop <laughs> get those earrings i was
4: looking at
1: just not my day boys it's just not my day well the cover price was just 35 cents editor was marv woofman and writer marv woofman penciler was ross andrew inked by bob mcleod mcleod from the clan mcleod mcleod <laughs> There can be only one. Mm-hmm. There can be only one. His last name is
5: Espedito. <laughs>
7: no,
1: I'm sad <laughs> on this one. Literer is James R. Novak, and colorist is Janice Cohen. We don't have Glennis anymore. What? You know, I know. No color me bad colorist.
2: What, what, no Espedito. No, I don't, I don't know. Color me bad. What's happening here? Oh, this this issue is out
6: of three already, about to fall. <laughs>
1: <Four>. <laughs> I I don't know what's going on. I know. I'm like, uh, I can't say anything. Uh, I'm about to cry.
5: Why is this happening? Why? What happened?
1: I don't know. Life's not fair. Can we
6: boycott this issue? Can we do that? We'll
1: see.
4: I already read it.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see how it turns out here. Speaking about reading along with us, you can find it under Marvel Unlimited app or also under the Essential Spider-Man Volume 8 Trade Paperback. Let's take a look at the cover. And the cover credits are penciler Ross Andrew and inker is Ernie Chan. What the heck? (laughs) What the heck is this? It's falling apart around our ears, people. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. We're gonna have I'm to a man get of some routine.
6: New Pat, I'm a man of routine. You know, I, know. I, I like my
1: Mike. I, I like my Glennis. Yes, it's like peanut butter and jelly, right? You know, they go together. It's yeah, right. Like no one
6: has a jelly sandwich. Okay, maybe some people do, but they're weird
1: and they shouldn't. They're using yeah. the strawberry jam instead of the original grape. You know, you got to have the grape jam. I agree. My wife wouldn't.
4: Well, <laughs> you're grape. What do
1: you? I'm Jared? a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's find out. Uh, let's let's stop here. You know, <laughs> let's go ahead and go off the rails. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you're gonna make a peanut butter sandwich, all right. mm-hmm. and you can
4: put any jam or jelly yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, yep. whatever flavor. What's your jam? Peanut
2: butter and ladies. Lady <laughs> uh, <laughs> <lazy> jam. <laughs> all right, uh, strawberry jam. Strawberry jam Strawberry kind jam? of guy. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't have know, that. Sometimes I'll go crazy, you know, before I had the diabetes with the marshmallow cream, maybe the Nutella. You know, and Nutella is good. Peanut man. butter and Nutella is a bit all right, but I can't yeah. have it no more. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what else? Ooh, peanut Jason? butter and
6: Nutella is good. I like the blackberry. Okay. Dylan? I'm a great guy. I've uh, always been a fan of grape jelly. Uh, I'm used to giving in to the missus who also does most of the grocery shopping. So I don't mind strawberry jam, but given a choice, I like grape.
1: Yeah, I'm with you right Grapes there, too. too. I'm, I'm, I like all kinds of jams.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't turn down any of those.
1: Marmalade mm-hmm. Uh, well, right. you know, I think uh, I think we should throw a little poll out there, a little uh, hashtag, tell us what your jam is. What's your jam? What's your jam? What's your jam? What's
3: your jam? What's your jam? How's
2: that jam? You know, strawberry? Little, Let us a know.
1: Little, a little apple butter yeah. is not too shabby, I'll say
2: that
4: right now. Apple butter's good, yeah. Mm.
1: Now you guys got to make me hungry. Hold mm-hmm. on a second. I gotta be right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Don't we've kind of skated around this issue, so let's go ahead and get to it. <laughs> we skated. No, wait, a good one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ping, <laughs>
1: ping, ping. And let's go ahead and take a quick look at that cover with a description by Jared. I'm on it.
2: The Marvel Comics Group banner rolls across the top, black letters on a red background, and Spidey has not retired from his corner box. Still standing on a green background this time, the Amazing Spider-Man logo sports yellow letters with red highlights, and attached to the webs, it floats over the action like the Goodyear blimp. Speaking of the action, let's get to where the rubber meets the road. In the foreground, we see Spider-Man losing traction in a fight against the Rocket Racer, but that's not as big a source of pressure right now. <laughs> I crack myself up. <laughs> I got more rolling up on both Spidey and Rocket Racer is a giant mechanical wheel, guns blazing. Inside, the new villain Big Wheel retreads some classic dialogue by screeching, "Rocket Racer, you may have defeated Spider-Man, but not even you can stop the Big Wheel." Pat, you're on the gun sounds. Jason, you're on the big wheel rolling up. And Delvin, you're on 70s black guy catchphrases indicative of a surprise. <laughs> Playing the role <laughs> of Rocky Racer. In three, two, one, go.
3: <laughs> Man, <laughs> safe, alive. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Is <laughs> a white guy catchphrases? <laughs> That's
2: all right. I didn't know any either, so I was hoping you'd know. <laughs>
4: I know it looks yeah, like Spider-Man is getting beat, but he's just tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, we're going to have thoughts on this cover.
1: <laughs> Let's go ahead and see what the quick thoughts are on this cover. We'll start with Jason.
4: Well, That is a big wheel. get that out of the way yeah it's a big wheel (laughs) it's quirky it's a quirky cover it's got some action in it it's got some menace with rocket racer just punching the crap out of spider-man it looks like then you got the big wheel firing bullets at him with the big claw hanging thing i do like the wrecked cars in the background adds kind of a nice touch to it that's about all i got to say about it
1: (sighs) (laughs) Jared,
2: rocket racer has Spider-Man at his mercy as if he was like the thing level power. And it's Rocket Racer. Why mm-hmm. is Spider-Man struggling with the Rocket Racer? And full respect to Ernie Chan, he's more of an inker than I'll ever be, but just something about the inks don't look right on this cover to me. Let's address the big package in the room. It might be the giant bulbous package that the Rocket Racer is for. <laughs>
4: He's got a rocket going, all right. <laughs> Looks like Spider Man should just be whipping out his wallet right now and just giving it to just him. Just give it to him. He's taking a beat Dude, down. Crazy. To, uh, I don't know, man.
2: There's a lot going on in the cover. I like the way the big wheel's drawn. It's just uh, you know, Rocket Racer's big package and the effect that he's got an upper hand on Spider.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, <laughs>
2: Yeah, deal with that. <laughs> We're yeah, all looking at I it. it now. Yeah. No, Let's yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that big, bulbous package he's got going on. Is, is it bad I'm now right? going
4: back to look at the cover again just to see this? <laughs> it's highlighted in white. It draws your eye. It does. You're right. It's Pocket Rocket Racer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pocket Rocket Racer.
1: Delvin. Delvin. Save us. <laughs> Try to get saved. Yeah. Aren't you? What's your thoughts on the cover? I want to talk more about that big package. <laughs> that big
6: wheel?
2: <laughs> exactly
6: i mean if that's what you're calling it (laughs) i don't don't know where jared's
1: mind is but
6: the colors of it are fun from how amazing spider-man was colored to the blue background there's just a couple of improbable things that are happening here number one someone thought it was a good idea for a villain to have a ferris wheel (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. what Like, I mean, what's the (laughs) trick there? I have a big device that has been around for thousands of years.
4: You know, we're getting into the story a little bit, but Tinker built it in like an afternoon, too. So he like had this thing just kind of lying around, I guess.
6: Yeah, I mean, I can see why it would be built in an afternoon because, I mean, why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> There's the big wheel. And then, like Jared said, the only way that Rocket Racer is going to hold Spider Man in a position like that, of Spider Man is afflicted with stage four cancer, and even then, it's probably no. It's not a bad cover, it's just improbable. And that's the biggest thing where I look at it and I'm just like,
2: no.
5: <laughs>
6: all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, good place to stop.
2: Nothing on the cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> Just me then.
6: All right. Nothing I can say that I hadn't already been <laughs> said by <my> brothers <laughs> Albrecht. <laughs> so um good for Pat and so move on.
1: I think out of the three Rocket Racers issues that we've seen now, mm-hmm. I think this was maybe the the funnest. So a little more action going on. So I like that, but the rest of it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I like Last Issue's cover better. Yeah. The perspective made that kind of cool and zany and fun. Yeah. And the what?
2: The perspective?
6: perspective.
2: The rakish angle? The, the rakish, rakish angle. angle,
6: yes. <laughs>
4: uh, I'm sorry, Jared. The rakish angle. <laughs> Thank you. Made it, uh, Just give um, him a coquettish um, smile. Yeah. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I'd like to, as Delvin said, too, the colors kind of make things pop a little bit. Definitely the Amazing Spider-Man is popping with the Rocket Racer's suit as well, too. So <laughs> I think with that, let's go ahead and get into some cover ratings. And as a reminder, it's a one through five rating system. Five is you loved it. It tickled uh-huh. your tummy feathers. <laughs> Four, you really liked it. <laughs> Three, you liked it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, you didn't like it. And one, it ruffled your tummy feathers. <laughs> Let's see how this particular cover fares out. Delvin. Improbable
6: as the cover is, it's not a bad one. It gets a three.
1: Mm, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll go with the three, 2 I'm not going to do hapsies. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, you're of two and a half. You're yeah. thinking of two and a half like I am. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking of that. But I'll, I'll go with the three. It's an average cover for me. I'm starting to look at these. You know, the one through five is three. It's average. Okay. Jared. Yeah, I'm going to go with a two and a half. Screw you guys.
2: No, I'll make a firm decision. I'll go with the three. Again, no slight on Chan, but his inks just look fuzzy compared to the crisp inks of Esposito that we saw in the last cover. But it is tough to draw an ink. Technical stuff like the big wheel with its odd angle. It's hard to draw that and make it look mm. smooth. And they oh. did a good job with it. My bad. I see where we're going. Rakish angle. <laughs> ah,
4: ah, okay. Yes. Now okay. it makes sense. <laughs> and so I, I will round up to a three. Jason. Well, let's just make it threes all around. I agree. I can't say that I dislike this cover, but they're definitely better ones. So I'll land it in the middle with a three.
1: Do it, Pat. Do it. All right. That means we've all hit threes company. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: at least
6: that's the thing song we all know right
4: yes
1: <laughs> all right awesome well now that we've hit three companies status Let's come on inside and sit down and let Devin tell us a little story. Absolutely. Where the kisses are hers and hers and and his. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man stanley presents the amazing spider-man
6: title of this book is, and where the big wheel stops, nobody knows. I feel as if I pulled a fast one on my LBC crew, the last episode's revelation. Consider this an apology, sort of. Pete has a lot on his mind. He's about to graduate and feels settling down with Mary Jane post-graduation is the thing to do. Pete likes to keep things sweet and simple. Meanwhile, with the help of the right password, Jackson Wheel enlists the aid of the terrible tinkerer. He called himself that. Kind of self-defeating, right? Never mind. It's too late to change it now. Yes, that was a hint. The Tinkerer agrees to construct what Mr. Wheel wants. He goes to visit Aunt May, who's been at the hospital for 54 issues straight. <laughs> in the same room, the mother of Rocket Racer convalesces as well. Think that's going to play a role in the book? Any time there's a setup like that, the answer is yes. So Pete's spider sense goes off as he's walking into the room and he thinks it's a good idea to burst into his sickly aunt's room as Spider-Man. Aunt May screams, I'll be all right without you. Both Spidey and Rocket Racer have reasons for the fight to go outside and so they burst out of the window fighting all the way down. Spidey dodges a mini missile shot at him and somehow Rocket Racer uses this to pin Spidey against the wall and knock him unconscious. Sure, why not? Of course, Big Wheel shows up chasing Racer. Nothing really happens but a chase where Spidey catches back up, subdues Rocket Racer, and dodges the one-directional Big Wheel who plummets into the water to drown. I guess. Big Wheel did never walk away, but we didn't see the body either. He'll be back. Oh, yeah. Racer escapes, too, but uh, not really menace another day. Two last things. Mary Jane does not want to remain faithfully to Pete. Mm -hmm. And Pete goes back to his apartment where he finally confronts the person who's been stalking him all this time. Is it Suzanne? After all these years, have you gotten the theme yet? Thank you for taking this journey with me.
1: I didn't get it. Um, I'm kind lost too, but thank you. What? Let you down.
6: Okay, so hold on. Let's let's stop. I have to pull a Jared here. Let's see. There was yes, the journey had something to do with it. Hmm. There was sweet and simple. There was too late to change. Suzanne. After all these years. There was "I'll Be Alright Without You," which I thought was a dead giveaway. Yes, these are all journey songs, guys. Ah, okay, let you down. Yeah. You did. Are you guys not white? That's, that's all I'm right. not a 14 year old girl. 14 <laughs> year old girls yeah. with no Journey. Yeah, they would <laughs> no Journey. 14 year old girl on born in 2004, Jason or five. Well, they I'm just no saying journey. there are 14 year old girls who like Journey when I
5: was kids. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no one's sending you their love, Jason. And
4: apparently not. <laughs> yeah, hey, we let you down two episodes in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Journey two episodes in a row, too, wasn't
6: it? <laughs> hey, who sings it was? In the sky? I went from Wheel in the Sky to just all Journey songs.
2: I, was oh, singing, I didn't I realize really that Wheel in the Sky again. was a Journey song. That one I knew. We suck again.
6: I know. <laughs> <We suck laughs> again. I'm to see yeah. you got the list. I'm going to see you a list of Journey
4: songs. Like, yeah. I have. Hey, Any way you want it.
1: <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> Ooh, I got. It. All right. Well, thank you, Delvin. Let's go ahead and get to some bric-a-brac for this issue. Let's find out is it a first read or a reread, and we'll start with Pat. Wow, thank you, Pat, for asking. It's a first read for me, Jaron.
2: First read. I'm gonna throw it to Jason.
4: First read. How about you, Delvin? It is also a first read for me. <laughs> Do you
1: know, know what that, that means. means? A reading, a reading rainbow.
5: A reading Oh,
1: (laughs) we still continue it. We continue the streak. Well, I don't know if it's a streak, but if we can't have no Espedito.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Reading Rainbow. (laughs) Rainbow. I'll take it. Yeah. what are
6: we without our gimmicks? Nothing, I say. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Speaking about gimmicks, let's get into some highs, lows, or what We're going to start with Jason. You got high, low, or what the?
4: We'll start with a high. I liked how this one kind of told the story from Rocket Racer's perspective, particularly the fight and the escape from the hospital. I thought that was pretty interesting, gave it kind of a unique view. I kind of liked
1: Rocket Racer a
4: little bit more after
1: reading this issue. Hmm. That's an interesting take. I think I would kind of agree with you on that.
4: Yeah. I mean, you got to see Get some of his more. motivations. And- yeah. Kind of I was add
6: something to that. I can see why you're saying that, Jason. Mm-hmm. And... Who knows? I can't speak to Len Wein. Len Wein created Rocket Racer, right? I think so. I can't speak to Len Wein's motivations behind creating Rocket Racer, but I can tell you that Rocket Racer ain't really a bad dude. Yeah, he seems more driven by circumstance than he is a bad person, and this issue really did kind of hint to that.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, I thought so. You know, you get a little bit of sympathy for him and the financial straits he's under with his... Was that his mother or his grandmother? his mother, right? That was his mother. In the hospital. And actually, I mean, in the comic, it's really Peter that does the most damage. Oh, we can talk about that. Well, it's your turn, so I'll pass it over to you. While
6: Pete didn't have that red-letter day like he mentioned at the end, as is what happens a lot of times... When it comes to people's misery, they're usually the cause of it. Not all the time, but in this case, goodness, Pete screwed up a lot in this book. I'll start with a low and say at the start of the book, his explanation that he gave for marrying Mary Jane is just stupid. It is not good. Yeah, I graduate college, so yeah.
4: It's like he's got a checklist.
6: Right. I, I very, very like, What? No. Why? Why? There is no reason. And he just simply assumed that since he thought this harebrained idea, this is something that she should just go along with. So bad idea. And he was kind of arrogant on top of it. So not a fan of Pete's decisions in this book.
1: I, I like it in that scene you're talking about in that panel. He's kind of just standing there with his leg kind of up on the chair of the classroom and just kind of like, hey, I'm standing here talking.
4: Yeah, in the middle of the class, like could have gotten caught at any moment. No, (laughs) it doesn't bother him. I wrote that down in in my notes too, Delvin. That Peter needs to stop his whining
1: and take care of business. Jared, you got a high, low or what the?
4: I like the part
2: where Spider-Man, Spider-Sense went off. I thought you were going to say, stick to the walls again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. Ah, there we yeah. go. Okay. All right. All right, with that out of the way, I'm going to go with a low, actually. Ooh. Bad storytelling. You leave us with the cliffhanger the last issue of the proposal, and then you throw us into the story. I had to check to make sure I didn't miss an issue because they didn't address it. And then a few pages later, they're like, oh... MJ said she needed time to discuss it. That's something you should have told the reader up front. Because, you know, if I'm in 1978 and I just read the last issue, I'm grabbing this one off the stands and I want to see what the answer is.
1: Well, I see what you're saying. And there's
2: no answer for pages. You're like, what? That was a big moment. What What came of it? And then it was like, oh, she said she'd get back to me and I'm just going to think on that. It's like, what? Well, show us that conversation at least. Show us her, you know, something. I, I don't know. I just didn't like the way it flowed. Back to you, Pat.
1: I agree with Jason on this one. I like it's kind of high as we get that character of Rocket Racer, his motives going on. That doctor was, man, was he a...
5: (laughs) I know, what a (laughs) right?
6: Yeah, man. He got
1: some bad manners. Man, that guy was just totally... Not a fan of Pete. No. No, not at all. So let's go ahead and get another round in here. Jason, you got another high, low, or what the...
4: I'm going to go with a low on this one, and I think it goes back to something Delvin said a long time ago about having the writer and the editor be the same person, because I'm starting to see inconsistencies in the story from when Len was writing it, now that Marv's taken over. Some of the ones I specifically noticed, remember when Peter was failing his classes, Mm -hmm. and it looked like he was going to be sent back to school. Um, well, what happened to that? Now he's graduated. Uh, yeah. and we just walked right over that. Mary Jane, totally inconsistent. We've backslid all the way back to the well, the Mary Jane that we all know in love. Yes. Yeah. This just doesn't feel right and it feels like if we'd had a dedicated editor on here who's watching this from story to story would have said hey, these beats just don't feel right. We need to polish these up a little bit. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. The only thing that I will help Marv Wolfman on is I think Mary Jane defaulted because of extreme circumstances put to her. You may be right yeah pete and mary jane were at a pretty good place they had reconciled because she was kind of being almost intentionally flighty making pete jealous because Mm -hmm. she wanted to be good with them but not marriage good just steady eddie he went right to light speed on that
4: one yeah ludicrous speed right (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could be right there. Maybe I need to give it more time, but it just didn't feel right. But the
6: first thing, you're right. I didn't catch that. You know, it didn't seem like he was failing classes and all of a sudden
4: now he's about to graduate. Okay, I'm going to ask another question because there's awkward silence. I got to ask Delvin this. What's up with Toy? Was Toy like a robot or just a dude they kept in a box? Yeah, that
1: freaked me out too. I'm like, why is this guy in a box? (laughs) I remember him from a previous (laughs) 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 Clip.
6: I wish I knew. I don't know who Toy is. I don't know how the heck Toy fit in the book. I don't know whether Toy is going to appear next issue. That was he showed weird. up
2: in that one issue we did with the spider buggy. He was in that one. Oh. But I don't remember if, if he's a person or a robot. Mm. I mean, if he's a robot, that's cool. If he's a person, then not cool, man. He don't keep people in a box. <laughs> he has, like, puts him in like a coffin type of
1: thing. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. I don't yeah. remember. But. If he's a
6: person doing the robot, that's also pretty cool. That's
4: cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I pulled a pat, did yeah. too. So I'll be quiet. Then. No, that's okay. Is it, it not it okay? A good question. Not okay. A good question.
1: <laughs> that's a good question. It was one of mine. So, Delvin, is it, is it my turn? Yep, You got a high, low, or what the? I'm
6: going to continue on the Pete bad decision train with this low dude bursting into your aunt's room as Spider-Man. Really.
4: Isn't it- knowing she has a heart condition. Yeah. Really? That was, <laughs> oh, that was inexcusable. Yes. That's the word. Inexcusable. A, a
6: couple of issues ago, I disagreed strongly with the premise of that gravesite book because Peter Parker would have gone with his aunt May to mourn the loss of uncle Ben period would not have shown up as Spider-Man. Spider-Man didn't have a place there. Peter Parker would not have burst into the room as Spider-Man. And then even the dialogue that he gave, oh, I know this might be causing my aunt's stress. You caused it. Yeah. Completely and utterly. The doc had, like, of course the doc didn't know, but the doc had every right to give him crap because whoever that Peter Parker was was a complete insensitive jerk. Like, so I don't really care that you had a bad day at the end of it because you just set your aunt's health back By who knows how long. So now she's going to be in the hospital for 84 issues instead of (laughs) 54 more issues. The free Aunt May, right? So, yeah, that's a bad for me. I, I did not like Peter's decision making there. It was just dumb. There wasn't any rationale behind what he did. So I don't know whether it was bad on Pete or just
4: bad on Mark Wolfman. But it was bad. I tried to give him a little bit of excuse for that scene because his spider sense was going off. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but you can I,
1: walk in the room. And right, just
4: say, hey, right. What's going I mean, because he actually took more time to change into a Spider Man costume yeah. and then go
1: into the room. So. Walked on the hallway, back into the hallway. Right, yeah.
4: right. So it didn't make any sense at all. I, I'm Yeah, I'm with Delvin uh-huh. 100% on that. That was definitely something I did not like and it seemed out of character.
2: Jared, piggybacking off what Jason said about maybe having an editor too, uh, we had a seed planted, I think, last issue about something going wrong with his webbing. I don't think that came back up. It did not. So I'm just like, mm, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll be patient on that. Yeah, Seems like he might want to said stronger. something about it, but
4: Yeah, and he was using his webbing a lot in this issue too. Mhm. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know. That's it, Pat. What do you got? Oh,
2: that's
1: the end, isn't it? <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna give a no,
2: nah, pretty sure that's the end. Pretty sure. That's
1: the end. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, let's go ahead and get on to silly Spidey moments here. <laughs> no, I want to hear you low, man. Delvin. You got a what's your silly I want to hear your low. Milo is the big wheel,
5: <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> reminiscent of the J. Jonah Jameson armor,
5: yeah, Spider you know, slayer. <laughs>
1: I just want my revenge on this guy. Okay. I I can see what you're doing. You got you come from one kind of a silly kind of character with Rocket Racer. Well, let's just make this guy look a little bit better. What can we do to make him look better? Or let's give this a big wheel. And his motivation is he just wants to go back after this guy. And his costume isn't even cool looking at all. It's just a green helmet. All of a sudden Stegagron seems pretty bad, doesn't he? (laughs) He
5: does. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean at least Stegeron's a dinosaur,
6: man. This dude <laughs> Stegeron is shaft compared to this dude, man. Does <laughs> this dude does he stay around or what? I, I, I don't know. The big wheel comes back, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's in Spidey or whatever. I just I don't understand how I got an idea for this villain. It's like sweet pitch it. Okay, so it's a Ferris wheel, right? Yeah. Go <laughs> on.
2: Uh, That's
1: it. That's the whole idea. The machine guns. With guns. With guns. <laughs> with guns.
6: And a big claw thingy. If you don't like the Ferris wheel, okay, I got another pitch. Okay, roulette table, right?
2: That <laughs> <It> sounds similar.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally different.
5: <laughs> totally
4: different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have <laughs> said, here's a handful of cow chops, 25 bucks. You know, next time Rocket Racer goes, just throw those right <laughs> <laughs> <on the> Skateboard? <laughs> Problem solved. goes the weasel. That's right. <laughs> man, you don't need this big old big wheel. Just take this handful of cow traps.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, an, and then, you know, oh, I can't get out. I took the wrong turn, and now bloop, I'm in the water.
6: Yeah, a mono directional bad guy.
4: Like a quarter mile to turn the thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, back so, so, so. <laughs> it up. Let's
6: sum up everything that the big wheel did in this issue. So he wanted to kill Rocket Racer, mm-hmm. never laid a hand on Rocket Racer. Rocket Racer easily avoided everything he did. Mm-hmm. And then after finding both Rocket Racer and Spider-Man, Spider-Man defeated Big Wheel simply by moving out of the way. <laughs> and that's the Big
2: Wheel. <laughs> 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 do, 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 do. <laughs> well, Big Wheel, you tried. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but this was the first appearance of Big Wheel.
4: Mm. Bag it and enough. board it, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
6: Bag it and board it, and throw it in the same river that the freaking <laughs> Big Wheel wound up in. Goodness, bag
1: it up, board it, flush it down. Oh no! Ooh.
2: Nobody loves the Big Wheel.
1: Let's go mm. ahead and get to that dramatic reading on the LBC Theater mm. of Mary Jane dumping on Peter. <laughs>
6: Please, tell me something to cheer about. I need a dose of smiles right now. Have you thought about my proposal?
3: Proposal? Oh, that. That's what this dimple darling is here for, Tiger. I got something big, beautiful, and shiny all for you. Is this ring, fool? Take it back.
6: (laughs) What gives? This is the engagement ring I gave to you. Why are
3: you returning it? Come on, Tiger. You know good old MJ, too free of spirit to tie up down to anyone's swing eye, even to a brownie hunk like you. There's a world of grippy guys out there. I got Pat, DJ Christoptoos. <laughs> they right over there. And this dog's got to be free to find them. Besides, Tiger, I'm not the man down home in mankind. Hey, put on a smile doll face. I'll see you around sometime. We can still be friends. Oh. Right, Tiger? Oh, that's, that's right. Friends.
6: Friends with benefits, maybe. <laughs> I'm going, going to talk to Glory Grant. <laughs> you got some smoothies for me.
3: Don't forget to get yourself tested. <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo, oh,
4: God, yeah. MJ's back baby That was a lot of drama
1: <sighs> Oh well that was very beautiful and heartbreaking oh, I can't about believe I did time. that I'm going to record my tears I should get at least waited to, for, to do it at home no I'll do it at the hospital Man. oh MJ let's go ahead and get to some silly spidey moments here
4: I'll just say for silly spidey I don't really have a moment in here except for that time when he said well MJ said she'd get back to me and I gotta tell you babe I think if you ever ask a woman to marry you and she says she's gotta think about it <laughs> This game over, man. It's not a good sign, man. They don't need to think about how they're going to make your day by accepting. <laughs> they're thinking about how they can let you down. Easy. Yeah, I'll toss in just, we mentioned it before,
2: but I kept cracking up at Dr. Douchebag MP. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just doling out the judgment on Peter, yeah. like left and right. That is yeah. definitely the redeeming thing of this issue is the through line of this doctor. If you guys are out there listening and never read this issue, read it just to see this really judgmental doctor just constantly coming down on Peter. It's, he's, he's not, not subtle
6: out. at all. He's. No. Just, I may have another seizure. Probably
4: happy about that, right? You damn mm-hmm. deadbeat. <laughs> And I know it's bad, but I did laugh when he busted into the room and she's like, Doo. <laughs> I was like, no, you, you
1: knew didn't. it was coming. You knew it was him. And it was like,
4: Woo. it's almost like
6: rooting for a president at this point.
5: Four more years. Four more years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I need less things to keep track of. So I need to know where Aunt May is at all times. <laughs> she's in the hospital. She's in the hospital.
4: <laughs> right next to Rocket Racers, mom
1: oh well i just had one silly spidey moment and it was you know there was a lot of this stuff i love a lot of chuckles but i'm gonna give it up to rocket racer and he says eat my dust sweetums
4: that's all right We got a sweetums in there yep
6: yep i can add one as well it may not be what you think they're in the hospital mama rocket racer was saying Mm -hmm. give it up i don't want to see you in jail again he's like oh come off it mom and even just reading those comments i'm like don't talk to your mama like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna get up
1: out of that bed.
6: we <laughs> are gonna ground you from your skateboard. Yeah, Rocket Racer is gonna wind up in the hospital mm-hmm. talking to your mama like that. Yeah. You're gonna, gonna be you gonna wish you the big
1: wheel wouldn't run over you. <laughs>
6: Well, wow, I'm saying so. That's my silly side. I
2: I'm, don't like
1: that. <laughs> well, at least we can have some fun through this issue.
2: Always. Always having
1: fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get to a rating for this issue. And it's just a reminder. It's a one through five. Five, you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. I don't think we're going to see that. Three, <laughs> you liked it. It's average. Two. You didn't like it at all, maybe? And one, you hated it. It ruffled your tummy feathers. Jason, one through five.
4: Well, I might be the high rater on this one. I don't know. But I can't say that I didn't like it. Uh, There are parts of it that I liked. Like I said, I think I like the Rocket Racer part in here the best. So I'll give it a three. Delvin, Fair. what do you think? Fair.
6: I'm at a three as well. There were elements that I could have tilted it towards a two. I just don't want to because it wasn't bad, but I hope that Wolfman cleans up some of these elements that he did. I don't like dumb, irresponsible Peter. I mean, yep, sometimes he can be swashbuckling, a little bit fun and crazy, but he would not barge in and cause his aunt that undue stress simply because his spider sense went off. There have been times where he just flat out ignored his spider sense for the greater good of things. Mm -hmm. And I think he would have done it in that case. He would have gone in and looked to see what happened. And if he needed to duck out again, he would have done it. And So let's hope that Wolfman kind of gets his footing a little bit better with Spidey, but I'm willing to give him a chance on it. What do you think, Jared?
2: I'm with you on that. Part of me wants to give it a two, but just kept its head above water for a three for me. Hoping we get some more good stuff down the line. If we get Stegron to start driving the big wheel around, i could be really happy. But
4: (laughs) (laughs) Stegron in the big wheel. I like it. (laughs) Only in the summer. <laughs> oh, it's summertime. This thing has snow turn radius.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I need my snow chains. <laughs>
1: Uh Pat, did you get the way in? I'm going to agree with everybody else. It's a three. It's an average issue. The only thing keeping me involved in it is the story the of the character building for a rocket racer. You know, we've seen him come from just being a chump to eh, not a decent kind of guy. You know, he's got some personal motivations going on, and I can I can dig it. So that means we are at another threes company. <laughs> that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show you got a comment or a question send us an email at contact at longbox or make a comment on the twitter instagram or facebook page we will be right back
0: with over 30 years of experience in doing things. Former Army Special Forces member John Rambo has retired from taking on the local sheriff or being dropped out of an airplane into an eastern Asian jungle to take on military strongmen. Now, a man of peace, John Rambo wants to bring the joy of the holidays to you and your family with the John Rambo Christmas Decorating Company. Using a converted M60 fully automatic machine gun, the John Rambo Christmas Decorating Company can put up your outside Christmas lights, put all the ornaments on your Christmas tree, with pencil, and if you're in the South, can even get the fake snow up on the roof. Hey, you missed a spot. There you go. So, call the John Rambo Christmas Decorating Company today and get caught up on all your Christmas chores by letting us go all Rambo with your Christmas decorations. Call 1-800-455-684-485-667-564-9610-1261695 or visit us online at www.ramboat.computer.interwebsquigglylinethingy.net slash backslash.
1: I'm coming to get you. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is determined by our Crusader Club members. Club members get to vote on this segment using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. As always, we want to thank our Crusader Club members for voting to help determine the programming of this show. If you want to get involved in doing the voting and all the other amazing benefits of being a Crusader Club member, just head on over to patreon.com. And search for Lombox Crusade. You can join for as little as one dollar a month and help determine what each episode's second feature will be. For this episode, the Crusader Club members selected, well, it was a tie. Can you believe it? Again. So as we've determined, ties go to the X-Men. So we are going to be looking at X-Men number 112. Credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher was Marvel. Got a cover date of August 1978, but its on-sale date was May 16th, 1978. Cover price is just 35 cents. Editor is James Shooter. Pew,
5: pew, 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 Writer is Chris I'm S. S- is Claremont Esquire. Esquire.
1: Penciler John L. Byrne. Inker Terry Austin. Letter is Bruce D. Patterson. Colorist is Mary Titus. Oh, man. Who
4: the hell is she? <laughs>
6: we had the, the month off. It's like, you yeah, know what? Know. I'm taking a month off. My hands are
1: tired. Now your back's going to hurt. Yeah. Guess what? She's on landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody
4: else's hands hurt?
1: <laughs> Arts and craft time just got extended. <laughs> uh, well, you can read along with us in the reprints of classic X-Men 18. But you can also find it in very best of Marvel Comics trade paperback. Marvel Masterworks volume 24 of the Uncanny X-Men volume 3 hardcover. Essential X-Men volume 1. Uncanny X-Men omnibus as well too. And also on the Marvel Unlimited and we hope you are reading along with us to enjoy the fun just as much as we do cover credits go to penciler george perez and inker is bob layton let's go ahead and get a quick cover description from jared
2: The X-Men have taken a page from Spider-Man this month. They, too, have black letters on a red background for the Marvel Comics Group banner. Of this, I am positive. Here we go,
8: boys.
2: (laughs) The adjective X-Men logo is white letters with blue highlights, and the floating heads of Banshee Colossus, Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler are in the corner box. No negatives here. The main action has Magneto seemingly about to pull out a victory against the X-Men. In the foreground, Wolverine is having a hard time repelling Magneto's attack, forcing Woovy to stab himself with his own claws. Colossus is being flung across the room while Storm, attractive as ever, dodges Colossus and gets set to make her move on Magneto. Two blurbs affix themselves to the cover, one simply proclaiming Magneto triumphant. The other lets us know that X-Men is now on sale monthly. Oh man, just when it was working out so well for us here on Chronicles (laughs) to rotate the X-Men story without missing a beat. I know. I guess tough decisions will have to be made in the near future. All right, Pat, you're on Magneto's victorious laugh. Uh-huh. Jason, your Wolverine trying not to stab himself, as played by Sean Connery. And Delvin, your Colossus being flung across the room. Three, two, one, and go. I'm the best there <laughs> is
5: what I do. And what I do apparently is stab
4: myself in the gosh
5: damn eye. Oh, damn. Wow. This hurts. Ah.
4: <laughs> Scooby Doo and put Connery back in the room, by the way. It was a bad idea to bring him up. <laughs> I was a little disappointed because you should have said the main attraction has Magneto's. You
2: but I use attractive thing. with Storm, but uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I probably should have. I got your theme, Jared. Yay! <laughs> Journey songs!
5: no place to start <laughs> Woah, oh, oh, oh. the, the line
3: it's confused with me. Yeah.
5: Love in the many no many always what it's
3: supposed to be.
5: <laughs> oh, how oh, 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 okay. <laughs>
1: Well, Jared, thank you for that magnetic cover description. Very electrifying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, anyway, let's go ahead and get to some quick cover thoughts with Jason.
4: Well, this has got a lot going for it. Number one, you got the A-list baddie on there in Magneto. You got Wolverine in the foreground. Colossus getting just piled driven through the wall. And then, of course, you got Storm. Wrap it all up with the art by George Perez, and you could expect some high scores from me. Delvin?
6: I didn't realize it was Perez, and I like George Perez a lot. He was a great person when I met him all those years ago, and I don't think I've ever heard a bad word about him. I know that has nothing to do with the cover, but kind of will influence my score. Because I don't have anything amazing to say about it, even though the visual threat of seeing Wolverine looking terrified because he's about to impale himself That is a heck of a visual and, and something that might catch your attention if you know even anything about the X-Men. And it shows that Magneto is holding court right now. So all those things are good. Magneto is a reason that you would collect X-Men. That makes the cover attractive.
1: Jared.
2: Second, what Delvin said. It's a good looking cover. Didn't realize it was a Perez. Nice layout. Nice colors. I was with Delvin when we met Perez. Quality dude. That's it. Pat, what you got, bro? It's me. It's a me, a Pat.
1: I agree with you guys, too. It's a really nicely drawn cover. You got Magneto just kind of being the boss here kind of freaking me out with looking at wolverine and his kind of like, his eyes are like crazy eyes a little bit but now that i've read the story and kind of know what's happening it's okay but really surprises me the most is the now on sale monthly and i mm-hmm. when i saw that the first time I'm like uh-oh,
2: that's nice. <laughs> oh uh-oh. we're gonna have some
1: decisions to make <laughs> uh, we've been we've been thinking and wondering when this was gonna happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: right you now know? Claremont admitted that that's what he wanted And that's what the fans wanted. And so once he got an artist that could produce that schedule, he was on his way. And John Byrne looks like he's the guy to do it. Dave Cochran was not.
1: So I'm kind of excited at this point, and I'm kind of scared, too, because it's like, you know, what are we going to do? Like Jared mentioned, what are we going to do here? Every month, the Patreons are going to have to pick. Do they want an X-Men story or do they not?
2: Yeah, the Crusaders Club voting is now more important than ever. So if you're covering stuff that you don't want to cover, Jason, what should they do? They should become
4: a Crusaders Club member, just like I'm about to become a Crusaders Club Uh member with my $1 that I have right here. Uh (laughs) All that, most of that was accurate.
5: (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
4: (laughs) Basically, they'll let anybody in but me. That's.
1: (laughs) But, Jason, what you get to do is you get to tell us what your cover rating is on this. But before you do that, let me get a reminder out to everybody. This cover rating is a one through five here. We start with five. You loved it. It gave you a ring to swing on. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it turned you into a baby. And yes, this will mean something in this issue.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to give it a four. I really liked it. I don't think it was a perfect cover, but there was really a lot to like about it. I would be at a three,
6: but George Perez alone makes me bump it up to a four because he is a legend in this industry.
1: And a good guy. What's it make you do?
6: Bump up (laughs) to a
2: four. Jared. Our weird college jokes have become a regular on this <laughs> I'm giving it a four. So we might just boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Are we going to? Are we going to open the door, Pat? Let me hear it. Boom,
1: boom, boom, laka boom, 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 Everybody get on the floor. Everybody give this up. Woo! It's a
3: big
5: day. We years ago.
3: Yes.
6: We I see it. you know from was not was But you don't know some damn journey song <laughs>
5: <Whoa,
3: whoa. laughs> Anyway you want it That's, <laughs> that's the,
5: way the way you need it, it.
3: Anyway <laughs> you want
2: it <laughs> Oh cherry
5: the, the point oh, is yeah.
2: you picked the wrong
1: song
6: so. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong team <laughs>
1: <laughs> You don't pick the team The team picks you Devin <laughs>
6: yeah. You know what you guys don't deserve my
4: synopsis.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa!
4: Slow That's your roll. Levels of anger now. <laughs> this is getting serious up in here.
1: Well, <laughs> well. Before we get any more serious up in here, let's go ahead and get a synopsis from Jason.
4: Better have big words in it. It will, I guarantee it.
1: Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, mutants. Feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect. These are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men.
4: The title is Magneto Triumphant, and the title says it all, folks. After the X-Men break free of Mesmero's circus, they come face-to-face with their oldest nemesis. Using his awesome powers, Magneto sends the circus wagon containing he and the X-Men hurtling through space. With only the Master of Magnetism's power keeping them alive, the X-Men have no choice but to go along for the ride. Once they reach their destination, Magneto's massive fortress in Antarctica, Magneto opens a six-pack of whooping and it's game on like Donkey Kong. While the X-Men fight valiantly and lance some punches, none are powerful enough to go toe-to-toe with Magneto. Worse still, the team has apparently learned nothing since their last fracas with the villain and still refuse to fight as a unit. The results are tragic and predictable as each of the mutants goes down in turn. After his victory, Magneto reveals to his captives that he has brought them to his lair for revenge from when he was transformed into a Baby. Yeah. Yeah. The villain has designed a prison that disables the X Men's abilities and renders them unable to speak or control their movements, just like infants. He's also devised a robot nanny to add insult to injury. Can the X Men escape? Will they be able to overcome Magneto? If Xavier had been with them, could they have called the wagon they were on a chuck wagon? <laughs> See, that's yeah. not funny. All so, will be revealed. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I'm, I'm, i love it i love it he was pissed off about being a baby <laughs>
4: because, yeah, man, man, he did all that yes like he was like i'm taking you back to the
5: fortress i'm whooping the
4: <laughs> out of you and then i'm gonna make you all babies and see how put you put some like bibs it. on you personally. That's commitment right
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for that synopsis. Let's go ahead and get to the brick or brack for this issue. Is it a first read or a reread? Jared?
2: First read, my friend. Pat? It's a first read for me. Jason?
1: It's a reread for
4: me, guys. Sorry. Oh. Delvin? (sighs) Like it matters. Yeah, uh,
6: inconsequential. <laughs> Just cue the dang music. Let's keep going. Uh, Jason and his literacy, right? Yeah.
4: Just with X-Men.
5: Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> reading Rainbow. <laughs> uh.
1: Well, let's go ahead and get to some high lows or what this for this issue. Jared.
2: First round, let's just get out of the way. We got a high of the art. John Byrne is peak John Byrne right now. Everybody looks good. The action looks great. There's a lot going on here. And I just want to start out strong with a high with the art. And I'll have less positive things to say in the next round. <laughs> Over
4: to Jason. I guess this is a like that I noticed. I just sort of put this out there. That Beast actually gave us the first Cowabunga before the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I caught mm-hmm. that uh, Cowabunga. that was kind of interesting. Beast is ahead of his time. I like that. He was.
1: Yeah, I saw the two. I'm like, wait a minute. What year is this? And cool. That's it?
4: Yeah, I'm only doing one. I try to just do one mm-hmm. on my turn. That's how it works. <laughs> Delvin. I don't know whether it's a high or low, so I'll just keep it as a
6: general comment. The story is about as straightforward as it's going to come. How about making it a low? Because if you took out chris claremont's exposition on it this book probably would have been about a five minute read mm-hmm. with chris claremont's exposition of about a 15 minute read if you take it out like i mean this issue is about as cookie cutter it almost could have just been done via a splash page if you wanted to so i'll say that's kind of a bad but it's every now and again sometimes you just need that straightforward issue to advance the action so i'm not gonna make it too much of a bad what do you got pat
1: I do agree with Jared on the art. It was really nice looking art to look at as far as the story goes. You're right. It was kind of lengthy in words, but I will leave it with a quick high of Magneto's got a really cool freaking fort that he has there, a little base that he's got there.
4: That was a high of mine as well. Yeah,
8: Yeah, I
1: agree. And that double page spread on the art with that. Oh, man, that was cool. I like that. You could see the wagon, the chuck wagon kind of flying around and then going in there. I thought that was really cool. So with that, let's go ahead and get another high or low or what the from Jared.
2: I promise you a low. I'm going to give you one now. How stupid is Colossus? This guy has the power to turn himself into metal. Magneto tells him, Hey, you shouldn't run your mouth off if your guy turns the metal. Fling! He's flinging him around, and then he's about to have a head on collision with Nightcrawler, and he's like, What should I do? How did you not turn the metal off the first time you got flung? I mean he's still a pretty stout guy which led me to a question I'll pose to the group. And he turns off the metal and he's pretty ripped. Yeah. And he knows how to fight. Does he stand a chance against Magneto? No. No. Okay. this Magneto. Apparently. But you know what? I'm going to pad it up here and follow this right into my next low. That's right. I'm- <laughs> I'm taking- <laughs> oh. Guys, it's going full
3: blast.
2: You know how I feel about this magnetic fields can stop lightning. Magnetic fields can stop Cyclops optic blasts. Horse shit. That's what I say. I don't think the powers work that way, but hey. They do. I guess. I don't like it, though.
4: That's it. Jason. I'm going to cheat a little bit and combine a high and a low. Hey, uh, why not? The, I do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're all go,
4: running amok tonight. We've got to go full
1: Samson here. Uh, see what on. happens when we got no Espedito? <laughs> that's right. We just go crazy. We <laughs> don't know what to do. We don't do. know what we're doing. <laughs> the glue that holds us together. <laughs> well, Espedito I mean, and Glennis. All right. There you go. Sorry.
4: That's okay. I mean, a fight with Magneto is great. And it was a good fight in this issue. But they padded it with so much filler stuff beforehand that I felt kind of let down. It's like, you could have taken that and given us a better fight, given us some more action within the base. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see full-on battle between Magneto and the X-Men. What I got was good, but it should have been great. Yep, I'll mm-hmm. leave it with that. Pass yeah, up the I think
6: one of the biggest problems with the book, it sort of speaks to what Jared's saying. Magneto's too powerful. Mm-hmm. And not only just his magnetic powers, look at all of the things Magneto did in this issue alone. Magneto took a freaking Carney house and flew it 4,000 miles to somewhere in freaking Antarctica. He's constructed a base that's basically a Fortress bedded in the ground. He somehow has a robot nanny. He's come up with a device that incapacitates all of the X Men. While he was transporting the X Men four thousand miles away, hundreds of miles up in the air, he almost effortlessly glides Mesmero
2: to the ground unharmed. He did everything. Quick addendum, he said he had multiple bases like that around the globe. (laughs) Oh, I didn't catch that.
1: What he did everything. And he spied on them, too, in the last issue.
6: Yeah. Not only did he spy on them at the carnival, he was coming back to seek revenge at the mansion. Yeah. He was
4: (laughs) just walking through the mansion, too. It goes back to the ADT comment that we made last time. They need to get some sort of security system up in there.
6: So, yeah, my low is Magneto is the god machine here. He cannot be beaten under any circumstances, and that kind of seems not fun. I'm sure Claremont's going to fix that at some point, but right now, the dude's invincible, and the X-Men, even were they united, they stood no
4: chance in hell of beating this dude. Oh, wait till next issue. Regale us, Pat.
1: Tell us. Well, I enjoyed the fight scenes as well. As Jason said, I think it could have gone longer. I really was disappointed with phoenix i was like oh man now i'm gonna get the yeah. phoenix. she's gonna whip his butt
2: it's her moment
1: yeah yeah a- <laughs>
2: <whoa>. <laughs> i have unlimited power uh no it's limited it's, i got live. Limited- <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah and i think that part was kind of inconsistent in my understanding of the power levels of the mutants the only thing i can think to make an excuse for it is she still hasn't Fully realize how to unleash your full potential. Mm-hmm. That's my only lame excuse that I can make. I assume that there's a reason that her power shut off. I don't uh, know okay. if that's the case, but
6: oh, I, be, I assume. Uh, magnetic fields. Oh, <laughs> they stop everything. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you know what magnetic, magnetic fields can also make? Mm. Spidey weapons. Ah, dang, No! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think with that, let's go ahead and get into the who went the extra mile for this issue. Jason, who did go with the extra mile for you?
4: Magneto went like 4,000 miles <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Literally. whooped all the X-Men. So I got to give it to Magneto. I don't see how I can give it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Delvin? And he would go 4,000 more. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be the one who went 8,000
6: miles. Call that at you. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Don't let them. laughs> Don't let them. it's
2: another good journey song <laughs> okay yeah there wasn't any other choice it's magneto dude magneto there's nobody else Not only did he do all the things you said he did, but then he even got him with a gotcha moment. They're like, well, what about your man? What was his name? Mesmero? Yeah. He's like, I don't know that fool.
3: (laughs) Now I'm thinking of that robot. (laughs) I'm in your heads now.
2: He had him at every angle. Magneto. Pat.
1: You know, I was thinking the same thing. It's definitely going to be Magneto, but I'm going to give a runner-up, and we mentioned it before to Beast for saying Kawabunga. And (laughs) he says Kawabunga Sweetums. So we got a double dose of Sweetums. Double
4: dose, yeah, yeah, Sweetums.
1: I was like, Sweetums, what?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did think, though, back to Magneto that that one panel where after he's whooped him and he's got his cape in both hands—that was a baller panel. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, really good. And the very last panel of just the eyes.
2: Oh, very yeah, good. Very good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Art was just amazing in this one. Oh, definitely. It's
2: bold statement, boys. Claremont's a legend and all, but Burns carrying Claremont for me right now.
1: Do you think that maybe it's just because of the trying to rush this out for them, you know, get that monthly production going that maybe this suffered? I don't know. Usually the speed issue comes from the artist.
6: Yeah, I don't think the issue suffered, Pat. The issue wasn't bad. I think this was just... I wonder what, because they went quickly back to Magneto. It was only like six issues ago that they had the kind of weirdo Magneto baby storyline that we're kind of like, what is this? This is weird. And you could almost tell that Claremont wanted to get right back right to, to this. Maybe it was a Dave Cockrum issue with the timing or whatever. But there was a story that he wanted to tell, and he got back to it quickly.
4: So I think this is kind of catching up. Not really off track, but I just think it was, it's catching up.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. And I mean,
4: Claremont had to make the choice to have like two pages of Peruvian jet fighters talking back mm-hmm. and forth the thing. Could <laughs> what have done was that about? That.
1: Sometimes I like, you got to okay, eat the
2: filler. This is going to have an interesting twist. Nope, well, we saw the wagon, and now we're headed back to base. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Thanks, tell Claire
1: anybody. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of, eh, I guess I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Hopefully, things start to pick up here. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into the rating system. As a reminder, it's a one through five system. Five is, you loved it. It gave you a ring to swing on. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it turned you back into a Magneto baby. <laughs> he was salty,
2: man. He was
1: me into a baby, I will freaking destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it going to be, Delvin? What's your rating for this issue?
6: I'm at a three, which is kind of weird because it's the X-Men's arch foe and they're in battle
4: with them. But I don't know. There's something missing in this one. Hmm. I don't know. Three. Jason. I agree with Delvin. I really mm-hmm. wanted to give this a four with the X-Men fighting Magneto, but I just can't too much filler in there. They did wind up with a pretty decent action scene at the end, but not enough to push me to a four, so I'll land at a three. Jared?
2: I was wanting to push this one to a two, but I'll bump it up for great art and at least Claremont, although a little wordy, like Delvin said, it was still a breezy read overall, which is you don't always get with Chris, so... uh yeah. I'll give it a three. I think we're all just kind of feeling let down because it was like, Magneto, and then it was just like. <laughs> and also, yeah. magnetic fields don't stop lightning bolts.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of in the between, and they know we don't do the tween, so I guess I'll leave it at a three as well. Join you, everybody, at Three's Company again. Here we go. Hey, we're on it. Yeah, give it a three. Let's see where it's going. That's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back.
0: Oh,
7: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Feels good. Feels good.
0: Hello, greetings, and hi there. This is the Head Speaks podcast. Hey there, true believers. Welcome to the Task Force X Headcast.
8: GI Joe is there.
0: GI Joe, the real American Headcast, is the code name for Aaron's daring, highly trained Headcast.
5: Nineteen, nineteen, nineteen eighty. Hey.
0: Hello there, my name is Aaron Moss, and this is the Starman
4: Manhunter Adventure Hour. Did
5: you have to do this? Hello, my
0: name is Alexis Mox. This is my show called Alexis B. And all of these shows can be found on the Headcast Network. Look for it on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also on Facebook by looking for the Headcast Networks. All of the great headcasts that you love on one convenient feed. Look for it. The HeadCast Network. See you there.
4: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show, where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits of giving some much appreciated support to the show. Jason Albrick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no. I went
4: through all that just
5: to get to oh, that.
4: Do, do,
6: do, do the thing, Delvin. No, Jason's allowed. <laughs>
5: Trash can. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> Alright. Thank you for being a friend. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Raxton Underwood. <laughs> David Collins. Bat Bat Battlewagon. Battlewagon. Like Jane Hendricks.
2: Gerald Green. I the Collector.
4: <laughs> Ivor Evans. Musical
1: Genius. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie. Hi, Maggie. He knows what he did.
6: Jose Pollo. Maxwell Traver.
1: Miranda W.
4: Paul Heeks. Reggie Hancock. Rick. Uh, Jeff and Rick present.
2: Ronald Went. Ross Michaud.
4: Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney.
2: Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Timmy. And finally, Toronto
4: Cop. So if we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. Still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to The Amazing World of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch laying around, but still want to help us out here at LBC Headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on our next show. So now we will share some social media likes, shares, and retweets. This is coming from Crusaders Chronicles, episodes 38. I'll kick us
2: off with our good friend, Aaron Head
4: Moss. Yo, Joe, keep leaving our wallow. This guy, Al Sedano. Got to get it. Got to get it. Next up, we have Angelica Fetty Wolf. Oh, Austin
1: Kijkendahl. Bill Beer.
4: Bob Buster Buster, Chris at BTO at Bat Books. Let it
3: go.
1: Clinton Robinson
2: and his account, coffee and comics blog. Captain
4: USA, Danilo Duley, David
1: Mattioli,
4: Dame Deborah Smith, Derek William Crab. Dominic Brazda.
1: Dustin
2: Staub. Esley Richardson.
4: Fan Film Fridays Podcast. Friendly Neighborhood S*** Coaster.
1: <laughs> Gene Hendricks. Grant Carlton. Green Lantern HG.
4: Hal Jordan.
1: Ivan
2: Chudley. James Charles Huntley. Jeremy Spaulding. Johanna Albrecht. I did that. John from Married with Comics Podcast. A.K.A. Jonathan Schaefer Hames. He knows what he did. Ken Solo. Great Scott, it's Kevin Scott
1: Kurt Spencer is hungry for comics Lance Thomas Lauren Skinkiss Art Marquis Roy Holland Max Traver Mike Hancock
4: N.Z. Waffles Paul B.T.T.B.
2: Bit of a bit of a bit of a Philip O. Open the door,
6: get on the floor, it's Radioactive
2: Dinosaur <laughs> Rick Flair, woo-hoo! <laughs>
6: No, no, it's Rick Anderson. But Rick is spelled the same way as Ric Flair. Ross Michaud.
1: <laughs> he
3: wore beret, The cat he wore when he was in the Air Force.
1: <laughs> Scott
4: Gardner. Sean Kelly. Stephen Watkins.
3: T.C. Ilker Samsettin
4: Tutumlu. <laughs> I'm going to leave it with that.
1: <laughs> this next one's just as hard. Tim Price. Come on down.
2: Well, well, well. Oh. Pat, do you want it or should I take it tonight? If you want to take it, go ahead. In that case, Pat,
3: give me a beat.
2: Bring in the flutes. want to hear the flutes on this one. <laughs> there ain't no packing like the unpacking power of the power pack. Power doesn't drop, drop, stop, stop. We ain't no packing like the unpacking power of the power
3: pack. We oh. actually have flutes.
2: I like Jay-Z up in here calling the
3: flutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want the flutes, you got the
8: flutes.
2: <laughs> Next up, and
6: sadly not nearly as enough fanfare, is uh, Vanessa Steiner.
5: Ain't <laughs> hate no
2: Steiner like a Vanessa Steiner because a Vanessa Steiner. Don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop.
4: Bernard Jeffries. hate <laughs> no Bernard hate like a- <laughs> no Jeffrey like a Jeffrey Bernard Jeffries Bernard Jeffries don't stop. <laughs> nah, nah,
1: got it. Man, this is just getting weird. Like Weird Hero.
4: All right, moving on. We're going to do social media comments from... Well, I'll address this one from Ross Michaud, our
2: good buddy who just asked, did I catch some beret bashing on Crusader Chronicles 38? Damn near spit out my souffle when I heard it. (laughs) 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 And man, he jumped all over us for bashing the beret. And I just think we should make a point of order here. If the beret is worn as part of a military uniform, it's all man. But the beret that we saw in the comic book was more like you'd see on a painter or a mime. I'm not saying you're not manly if you wear that, if that's your style, but it's, you know, it's not the
1: same. So
4: we, we you know, we, know what a manly beret looks like.
1: <laughs> like you're in the
4: military, you know exactly, like Stalker. Stalker you from know. G.I.
1: Joe, man. That guy's that's a yeah. tough looking guy. Yeah, yeah, Ross he included a picture of him looking very tough and manly. Yeah, and I know, beret, yeah. So I was like,
2: wow. Yeah, I was impressed. So uh we apologize for offending your beret sensibilities, Ross. Yes.
4: <laughs> it makes you feel any better. I too sported a beret in my military career. I will read a comment. I don't know if we've had one from Scott Gardner before.
5: No.
6: So welcome. Thank you for commenting, Scott. Scott says, I love that issue of Marvel Star Wars. John Byrne cover too. Well, you'll see some John Byrne covers, but we will never cover Star Wars again.
8: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Unless, of course, Crusaders Club votes on it for just $1 a month.
4: I don't get a vote. I'll read this one from Green Lantern HG. He says, this Saturday has been kicking my butt since I woke up. And after much drama with Apple Podcasts, I even cracked my phone, sad face. Mm. Leave it to Jared oh. to save the day and make things all better, smiley face. Thank you, Jared. Poopy emoji. Oh, wait, that's a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just
2: be remiss if I didn't tell the world that he awarded me 100 Howlies for that benefit. So I'm up to like
4: 100. <clears throat> four uh, uh, whatever. So. Whatever. Yeah. I think the Howlies are getting overinflated, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that someone is over. Overinflating inflating
2: the Hallies. I think that you guys are planning to break into my house, set off a nuclear bomb, so my Hallies will be irradiated, so the value of your Hallies
1: will go up. Uh, I got to get more. That
4: should have worked. It should have worked.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what I got to do to get one. <laughs> we'll catch up at least. Come on. All right. Well, I'll take one from John from Married With Comics, and John says, I love Rocket Racer, and I don't care who knows it. And, John, we know what you did.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I agree with him on this one.
2: And
1: everybody knows this now, too, so. Zoom, zoom.
4: Thanks, everyone, for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help with spreading the word about this podcast.
1: And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where the post will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, and Delvin for joining me on this episode. Wow, 39. We're going to hit 40 next time around.
5: Woo-hoo.
1: We're doing
2: fine. We're at 39. We should have a party, man, like a soiree. Yeah.
4: With berets. Yeah. <laughs> Great party.
1: Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's yes in French.
4: <laughs> Twice. <laughs>
1: Because it's nice
4: not twice. Just just yes. We is yes twice.
6: (laughs) No, it's just yes. It's it's yes, yes.
1: Before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Jason?
4: You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Jared. I am
2: at Yard Sale Artists. It's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'll pass it to Delvin. D-E-E- underscore R-A-Y 1977 on Twitter.
1: Hat. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can sign up for this by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell. So you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question, email us at contact at Longbox Crusade or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care, and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the Crusade 2. Ready? Ready? Oh! The intro music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud
2: at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret
0: it.
3: All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes.
2: (laughs)
4: Aaron
1: Byrne. Alexander Hamilton
4: you know the names
1: yeah i, 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 I wish this was taught in school that way yeah thanks Bill. <laughs>
4: they'll take
2: my word for it that's <laughs> ah, beautiful beautiful stuff <laughs> because i put it on the calendar and i know you guys know what a dictator i am about the calendar but i'm just like if we're already then why waste people's you're time on the
1: calendar or your here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well speaking about the way things might have been oops. Our time is up. Thanks, everybody.
5: All right,
1: turkey's done. Hold on, sorry.
2: That got all fired up, man. He was all woo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Changed my pod. (laughs) Rolling,
5: rolling, rolling Rolling. Rolling on the river Rolling on the the (laughs) reel. That's
2: what I got Who's ready
5: Let not get
2: my head off. <laughs> no. We sang we just on the last not kind of don't 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 don't
5: do do
2: we don't need to know the way we go. No.
3: Let's, uh, let's finish
4: it. What is is at True story. I was I was at a Costco one day, and I was I was leaving. You know, they have, like, the tires all stacked to the side sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this guy was, like, walking and not paying attention. And he walked right into the tires, like, fell over, knocked all the yeah. tires down. They're all bouncing around and And I, like, I, like, ran over to him to make sure he was okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And this crowd had gathered around him. And I I did say, I was like, he's okay, folks. He's only tired.
5: (laughs) True story. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs)
4: Uh, Julie wants me to do the voice again. <laughs> <laughs> we can get her a recording of it. That's easy. <laughs> Hold on. Gotta get back to the spot.
3: Besides, Tiger, I'm not the marrying home or, uh, I'm not the down home and marrying kind.
4: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just do this all the time It will. I got get... <laughs> <Can't> you. <laughs> nah I really can't.
3: <laughs>
1: he answers his phone at work. <laughs>
3: It's MJ. This is not Jason.
1: It's MJ. <laughs> you
3: gotta clean up your environment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Too much particulate, man.
4: He <laughs> wants his grant money. You could have a warm glass of shut the <laughs> Come on,
3: guys.
4: Your cats. Cats are going upstairs.
1: <laughs> Say good night <laughs> to your cats, Jason.
4: Good night, cats.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> good night, kitties. Go upstairs. See? Chia. Chia, go upstairs. Good girl. Go on. <laughs> Here comes Squirrel. Oh, God. <laughs> There she goes.
5: To make us laugh. Through space and the time. time. Always uncovered the, the show. Wondered where I'd look without you. The same way that
6: went to the wrong verse
4: yeah Yeah, we did we mixed it up Uh, it's one (laughs) o'clock